We're the dream world. Okay, sparing you. Uh, good thing I didn't have my headphones on to that uh, that first part. I, I kind of knew it was bad. I do not have a singing voice, but I have a movie talking voice. 31 Days of Dread, Dream Warriors, Day 7, coming at ya. Okay. Here we are, and here you are, sitting down with me. Uh, maybe you're driving. Uh, maybe you're just getting some alone time. But uh, this is House on Sorority Row, 1983. Uh, I, you know, again, uh, another Amazon Prime find. Uh, I just had to watch this movie because, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just want to see if it lived up to the, the poster and the, uh, the tagline and the, like, what, what was the, uh, tagline? The tagline is where nothing is off limits. So, <laughs> like, 1983, all right, I'm going to see some boobies i'm gonna see some blood i'm going to uh here we go but no they didn't get any of that uh but then again this is 1983 uh movies were able to get away with with such false advertising but i will say this uh it must have been effective it's uh, a very very effective false advertising because uh the movie roughly cost uh four hundred thousand dollars and yeah, it brought in about ten million. That is, we call that one heck of a investment. So we have teenagers, all women. We have murder, uh, and we have we have a, another important uh, point uh, fact. Uh, Nineteen eighty-three, three years out of Friday the Thirteenth, came out in nineteen eighty. Uh, this movie is a definite response to the trend that Friday created. And, you know, hey, trends, uh, you know, make jobs for people. Uh, <laughs> which is something you, you really don't commonly hear, but it is a, uh, it, it is a fact. You know, trends, trends put food on, on the table, clothes on people's backs, pays the bills. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but I think movies like House on Sorority Row uh, just add more volume to uh, milestones like Friday the 13th. Um, yeah, so uh, nothing really uh, like crazy made me want to watch this. Like, like there, there was no real driving force to watch this movie other than straight up curiosity. But, you know, we, uh, we had some, some interesting things happen. In this, uh, I, I thought the and just just to go through the the, the plot real quick. Okay, uh, something happens in the beginning, alludes to the birth of the killer. Uh, credits roll. We have an intro piece, and then you know, intro piece introduces all the girls. Uh, I will say this: the the prologue, uh, blue monochromatic, uh, very artful, hazy, dreamlike. Uh, I thought that was very well done. I thought the 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 lead in to our characters after that was was kind of like a like a girl montage, super effective. Uh, I, my my sister was every single one of those girls. 
yeah, like uh, one of them opens up a closet and all of these shoes just spill out. <laughs> that was my sister at, at that age, 100%. My, my sister had a shoe and fashion collection like you, you wouldn't believe. And I actually, I think right now, uh, you know, in her house, she, has, she just has a room of, of clothes and what to wear. And, you know, some people out there might be like, oh, that's so materialistic. It's, it's really not. It's, there is nothing wrong with just taking pride on how you present yourself. I'm sorry if you don't agree with that. Uh, <laughs> good, good luck. Um, good, good luck getting people to cut your checks in life. But, yeah, so uh, we, we know the birth in the beginning of the movie is going to be a killer. Uh, the, the, this, this movie, uh, ju- just to get away from the plot real quick. So we, we've had some of our other, um, movies that we talked about on the 31 days of dread have proven like most of them are fun, watchable, uh, or just awesome. Okay. This is not one of them. This movie is a movie that uses conventions as we discussed, Horror, horror is a genre on conventions strictly. It, it exists only on conventions. But uh, this one is the warning signs. Uh, it's a it's a way we don't use them. <laughs> because what this movie tries to do is so noble. Uh, it, but at the end of the day, you, you just know that, you know, it's, it's a movie that, that was made. That's it. Uh, someone got hired. Uh, you know, this guy got hired here, this dude got hired over there, and yeah, and we, we get a product. So, but there's definitely good things to pull out of this movie. And I've already been accused of grading things on the curve, and there's, there's a real reason for that. Uh, excuse me. Not that I believe I'm grading things on the curve, but... I I don't want to go through life picking things apart and hating things just to hate them. I I want to walk down the street and see the beauty. Uh, I want to uh, walk into a bakery and get excited on what to eat. Okay? I want to walk into a refrigerator at 7-Eleven and get amped over the energy drinks, which I might run and grab when when we're done this okay uh the point i'm getting at is uh, if you're if you're not accustomed to to look towards the positive in things uh you're 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 gonna have trouble in life Uh, and i man uh day seven is becoming a self-help episode okay so there's definitely highlights in this i thought the the girls in this movie were great i thought the the plot was there just definitely had a story i thought it had direction too but it just the elements just didn't come together and one of the uh, you you can always pick this out something to to look out for in the future is when there is a over when the orchestra is just overbearing that when the music is too obvious and too overbearing meaning that you find yourself listening to the music more than you are engaged in the scene. Uh, it's that is um, that's a blank trying to get filled in, but with, with the filmmaking crew, 
meaning that uh, we need to heighten the emotion, not accentuated, but but created. And the music is the best way to do that sometimes. So it, it sucks. Um, th- this movie fell victim to that. But, sorry, it's like 80 degrees in, in autumn in Philly right now. It's, 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 it's crazy. But, yeah, so, uh, again, like, leading out of the opening montage with the girls, I thought it established everything very well. Um, and then we go into we go into a party scene where it's like a bonding scene. We establish the potential villain who's like the den mother who doesn't want the girls to have a party and the girls want to rebel against her. Uh, in this scene, uh, something <laughs> like the, the cool grungy girl uh, was wearing a CBGB shirt, which I loved. And she, she looked cute in it too. Um, CBGB is a music uh, like venue bar in New York City. And I just had to look this up real quick just to, just to get it correct. It stands for Country Blue Grass Blues and Other Music. And, uh, you know, like those shirts are still relevant today. And I thought that was like just like a very cool nod. Uh, but yeah, uh, not nod, but just especially in 83. Uh, I thought the um, the the bonding scene got the job done and set everything up, and so it takes us about thirty two minutes to uh, let everything cook, and we eventually get our first death in minute about thirty two. It's about thirty two minutes. Uh, so the big point to make here is that the the deaths in this movie are thought out they're artful actually uh, there's not a lot of blood in this movie there was there the the deaths uh, this is not a gore fest uh this is strictly just portraying the loss of life uh wasn't expecting that i kind of liked it um yeah so <laughs> after the first death what what happens is we have uh, just uh, like a run of killings uh, there's also a, a uh, accidental death that triggers um, the potential motivation of the killer. Uh, yeah, and you know that's that's like a gotcha from it happening, meaning that this this character is not going to turn out to be the killer. It's diversion, and which is kind of funny because they accidentally kill the den mother. Spoiler, and immediately throw a big bash. <laughs> to where more people start dying. Uh, so, and then post-party scene, okay, because the, the party scene kind of eclipses the, the first and second act, uh, the movie just really kind of goes off the cliff and uh, just slows down. Uh, the characters aren't strong enough or engaging enough. Uh, um, I, I don't want to say it's the acting, because I think that's cheap to say, but I just don't think the characters are doing enough scene per scene to, to get the movie going, and it drags on. So eventually everyone in Sorority Row House, or Soror- Sorority House Row, starts to die one by one. Uh, again, we never, we've seen this before a lot of times. Uh, and... Yeah, we're met at the end of the movie, which is like just this clown character. Uh, 
uh, yeah, the killer's in this clown suit, which I thought was good because it's so big right now. IT it. <laughs> and I just thought it was timely. And it kind of blew me away. It, it cracked me up. Uh, and the movie's got like a gotcha at the end. Uh, that was very cheap. <laughs> it's like one of the cheapest gotchas uh, ever. Uh, and and I, like, I don't know if gotcha is the, the right word, but it's like a, <sighs> it's not over yet type thing and boom, credits roll. Uh, but I think that if you saw this movie in 1983, you, you would like it would have been enjoyed. It would have been uh, appreciated a little bit more than today. Uh, I will back up my point from the previous episodes, which is uh, if this exact movie was made today and put out, it would definitely make money. People would flock to go see it because it's a it's a great idea. It's a great premise. Uh, work on the killer. Just get the killer's origin and motivation a little, you know, like a, I don't want to say a little bit, a lot better than than what this movie has and put the movie out and because it's new and it's filled with modern actors which nowadays all look like supermodels uh yeah we, we got ourselves probably a 30 35 million dollar opening and and this movie is is i think is a wonderful template for uh like just the 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 procedure of a slasher movie the flow of a of a slasher movie uh watching Movies like this are so important. And the reason why they're important is because they, I think they add value to the error. They define the error and they give uh, context to the the milestone movies that came out at that time. Uh, this one, you know, like the, the Three-Headed Dragon, uh, Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, okay? Uh, those three movies. Uh which are still going today, but no, uh, I like I, I don't want to say run run and watch this movie. I don't want to say that that that's this movie is important for you to to add to your um you know to your memory banks of film knowledge. You know, like it's it's not it should not be a part of your lexicon. But uh, I don't think anyone should shy away. From movies like this because they're important to know uh, what makes them tick. It's important to know that they're out there. And and you know what? Um, the, the people that, that make the uh, movie, which is also, it's, it's good to know who some of these people are and what some of them do. The uh, director, uh, and let me let me just see real quick. The uh, I forget the uh, director of this movie. We'll have to look it up. Oh, it's right here, actually. Uh, Mark Rose, Mark Roseman, Roseman. Okay, uh, he's a, he's still working today. He's he's essentially a career director. Uh, yeah, spent his living directing things, and yeah, hasn't made anything that that you would rush out to see that you would tell your friends to to catch up on or or anything. But the, you know, the guy. Uh, this is a part of the system that supports people that, that you just want to, uh, that get all the attention. Like he's not Ridley Scott. Uh, he just made this movie. Okay. Ridley Scott made a movie just like this. Uh, one was, it was called the keep. 
uh, or The Duelist, okay? Um, he made movies like this, uh, but he, he got lucky. He got a chance. He kept going. And I, I'm not saying Mark hasn't, but, uh, yeah, luck pays a, a good factor. And, and I think it's important to honor movies like this because not everything in the museum should be curated. Uh, I would love it if museums just had random art days where uh, they would just kind of seem to have anything up on the walls. Because, and, and, but within context, you know, within a level of education, not just like anything. But no, uh, just always, always be on the lookout for movies like House on Sor- Sorority Row. <laughs> and 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 kind of look into the error that that they were produced in, and and what the environment was like when they were released, and I, I yeah, I just think it, it it adds a little bit of extra body to what what one would understand about film and film history, and the importance of errors and the birth of them, and what happens to them, and where are we now with errors. Uh, because as of right now, the, the slasher genre is not, you know, it's, it's not strong. Uh, everything is ghosts right now. But, you know, like slash, the, the slasher run was maybe the biggest run in Hollywood history when it comes to horror. Next to monster movies. But Sharknado is taking over uh, monster movies right now. But okay. Hey, everyone. Uh, we're getting closer. Uh, <laughs> just getting closer to Halloween. Alright, let, let's do this. Uh, signing off, Dream Warriors, 31 Days of Dread, Day 7. Have a good day.